Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show here on the Loving Liberty Network. We are the true secretaries of defense. We are defenders of the home front. I am Pamela Smith, and my guest today is Kim Coleman, Representative Kim Coleman. She is currently running for Congress in the Utah District 4, and we are honored to have Kim here with us today. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for having me. So good to so good to have you. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to today for a, a while, and I just I, I what I what I would like to have our listeners do is get a little feel of who you are and what got you involved in politics in the first place, and what made you decide to run for Utah District Four, which would be a great place for you to serve. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Kim Coleman, I don't know how much uh, you already know about me, so I'm going to assume nothing. Yes. But, uh, I'm a mom of five, so let's start there. <laughs> so uh, greatest job ever, and uh, the most important thing is uh, is my family, of course, and I've been married to Joel for 27, we're going to be 28 this year, I think, 27, 28 this year, uh, the fact that he knows that better than I do. <laughs> Um, gosh, so I was born in Texas, in uh, Louisiana, and I spent most of my childhood between Texas and Louisiana. Um, about 19, I joined the LDS church, and I was kind of alone in a small community where there weren't any, uh, any youth, any really small. So uh, I went north to Utah and uh, didn't know anybody here. So that was sort of my personal pioneer trek is to uh, go uh, north so far from home and uh, create a new life for myself. And not long after that, I uh, found myself in Boston uh, serving an LDS mission. So that was uh, kind of the my young adult years. Then I came back, went to the University of Utah, met and married Joel and had our five kids. And um when people ask me, how did I become civically involved? I kind of, uh, I think I had had some protest inklings in high school, but uh, really sort of a, a time that marked um, my community activism was when I, I, um, I had just graduated from the University of Utah with degrees in sociology, psychology, and criminology, which might sound fitting for politics, but um I looked out the window and I noticed something was happening across the street. There were cars that were coming all times of the day and night, stopping for two minutes at a time. My neighbor would come out, lean in the window, uh, go back upstairs. And then, you know, I knew what this was and you didn't have to have a minor in criminology to know what it was. And by golly, we had just sunk everything we had into this first home. And you are not going to do this to my neighborhood. You're not going to put my family at risk. You're not going to put my property at risk. You're not going to come in and transform my neighborhood. So I uh, started talking around to neighbors and we started observing what was going on here, recording everything we saw. 
went to the police department and they said, you know, start a neighborhood watch. So we did. We organized a neighborhood watch. And uh, I took invitations around and knocked on my drug dealer's door. And he opened the door and I handed an invitation to him. And he said, what is this? And I said, well, we're going to have a little meeting. You're welcome to come to. We're going to talk about your illegal activity and how we get rid of you. And so he came and he listened and then he left. And one of the things that I learned in my criminology coursework was that criminality takes a path of least resistance. And I was going to give him every bit of resistance he needed to get out of my neighborhood. And as we started this campaign all along the trail, people have reminded me, remember that time you did this, Kim? Remember that time you helped us organize that? And, and really that incident kind of became a little bit of a template for the rest of my life. And um, whether it was um, in one of our Shortly after that, we did move to West Valley. So we moved in, into the district where we've lived, you know, over 25 years. Um, had another incident with uh, an attempted child abduction. So once again, I found myself organizing people to form another neighborhood watch. Uh, that led to the city asking me to train other neighborhood watch groups because, you know, doing two, I kind of knew a little bit about it. Um, but eventually, uh, I'm a mom and my kid's going to school and there were problems in the school. So I'm happy with it. So we did what we could as parents to make changes. And when they couldn't happen, I mean, they would not come about. Uh, we finally organized uh, really dozens and dozens, maybe a couple hundred parents to form our own school of choice. And it's a charter school. And uh, that's been kind of a life raft for a lot of people. One of the the things that we did in this school was we wanted a robust curriculum that emphasized our founding, that honored our founding and our founding fathers, that um, where the students would study original documents and, and really have a sense for American exceptionalism. And that was very, very important to us. And so that was kind of one of the other things. There was a lot that happened with that public school system before we got to the point where we were going to do the craziest thing of starting our own school. But, you know, we, people have asked me, did you try to make change before you just escaped? And uh, absolutely we did. And um, then a couple of years later, uh, my community asked for, uh, for me to represent us in the Utah legislature where I currently serve. I'm in my sixth year. Uh, when I first ran, uh, I ran against a uh, four-term incumbent that had 10 times the cash. I beat him with 70, almost 73% of the vote. So I kind of start there with, we know how to win elections and uh, we know how to go up against some pretty big uh, competition. So uh, we're, we're gonna take this seat back. We're gonna take, uh, make Ben McAdams a, a one-term um, I don't know what your time is like because I can talk. So I'm happy to take a breath if you have any questions. Do you know what? I, I love what you're sharing. This, I think, will sing to a lot of mothers' hearts because, well, a lot of parents, just a lot of American hearts. Um, as I've been going over your um, website and, and just seeing, I, I can see that that thread of patriotism is woven into that. Um, I love the quote of the role of government on that page where it says, you know, when the people find that they can vote themselves money, that will herald the end of the republic. And, you know, really when he said, we have a republic if we can keep it yes. to the woman that's attributed to him, I think, wow, how 
are we we have been throwing some of our liberties away so easily but now at this time i mean there has to be a reason you probably thought did you ever think you'd be running for an office when we had a shutdown of businesses across the world especially in utah and you know that affected us individually it probably had to have affected your school i would love to get a little bit of your thoughts about that bringing that to the current and how you're applying those you know traditions and and principles from what founded our our america to right now where we are facing these things you know that's right um it's a crazy world. I think if if we would have had a discussion even December, January, uh, that included we would we would see cities uh, shut down. That we would be told to stay in our homes, close our business. That uh, in my county, in Salt Lake County, we uh, the mayor established a a snitch hotline so that you can report on your neighbors. We now know that some children are being coached to. Uh, to disrespect their their parents. Well, that's been kind of going on for a long time. But, um, you know, we wouldn't have believed it that that, that people would be calling to completely uh, get rid of police departments and the law enforcement presence. Um, it is such an upside down time. And uh, I will say that I, I one thing I, I like about what's happening, if there's a silver lining anywhere, is it is that people are asking those questions now. Can the government do this to me? Can the government really do this? And I say, yes, they can, it can, and it will, because that is the natural tendency of government. But we have to, we the people have to constantly be vigilant, constantly push back, constantly defend and protect our, our civil rights, our very basic uh, freedoms. And so I hope when this is over, where these are extreme examples, I hope when this is over, that people keep asking that question. Because for me, I've been asking that question in the tiny incremental pieces. It's the little ways that government just slides closer and closer and encroaching on your freedoms. And so I see that I'm glad people are joining that party to ask those questions. They can see now how extreme the government can get. Oh my goodness, well, Good for you. You know, we really do. Unless the people take it back, we we will lose what we once had and we won't feel it until after. You know what? We're coming up on a break. So please stay with us. I'm here with Kim Coleman. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. I am Pamela Smith here with Representative Kim Coleman, and she is currently running for Congress in Utah District 4. And we we have had a good discussion thus far, and I wanted to get right back into some of the issues that are at hand right now. What, what are your thoughts, um, Kim, on the riots and what have, has happened? So we went from the COVID-19 and shutting down everyone safely, you know, staying in place to now people running out on the streets, looting and run the, the country running amok. I would like to know your thoughts and what you see as a solution to what is happening. What, what, 
you are planning to do and what we as um, Americans can do. Okay, thank you. Uh, so I would start with a little bit of my background on First Amendment rights. So uh, I currently uh, chair the Center to Protect Free Speech and I've been a sponsor of model legislation to protect campus free speech and due process in particular. And uh, we know that, you know, that's a time where we should have a, a pretty robust and free exchange of ideas is during those sort of formative years of college and young adulthood. And that has been so aggressively suppressed. And so I have worked to, to help change that and make sure that those uh, those laws are and those rights are are protected, and and really it came out of the Obama administration through uh, our federal Department of Education turned those rights upside down. They actually uh, through policy removed those rights, and so uh, with President Trump, those are being restored. I work to do it as a state, and so as we're talking about speech and protest, um, first thing I want to do is remind people: let's not confuse protest and protected speech with lawless looting. Let's just absolutely make sure we're not uh, confusing those two things. They are not the same. So um, so while we see there is legitimate protest um, and I will protect your right to speak and express yourself in all the lawful and constitutional ways, even if I disagree with you, but uh, you're not protected to go into cities and destroy them. And the fact that we have some cities now, uh, even governors that, that are complicit in the idea that we should have absolute anarchy on our streets. And typically these are communities that already are, um, are burdened with, uh, with some vulnerabilities to start with. And then we're going to take, take law enforcement out of them. Here's the one thing I say about this. Uh, I can say more about what I wouldn't do is um, when these cities degenerate into complete dysfunction, don't come to the federal government and ask them to bail you out so that Utah, who didn't do these crazy things, uh, the citizens of Utah that I represent, I don't want us to have to go and bail out uh, cities for their poor choices and, um, I think that's that's sort of a, a little bit of a, a defensive mode, but let's start by, you know, if you're going to do this to your city, you should be on your own uh, and because you should know better. It's just crazy. Some of the ideas out there. I, it, it, you are hitting a lot of um, strings, heartstrings of my own heart. So I, I appreciate you sharing those thoughts. I agree with that. Um, you know, it seems like um, people are crying out to be, well, they're wanting validation for their criminal behavior and at the same time saying they don't want any strings attached to their behavior. Um, it, it's, it, it's astonishing to me. I haven't been able to formulate the right words to, to express my, my complete surprise and astonishment. So um, I know you stand with President Trump and his his methods of I mean he really has called a lot of things. I, I would like you to talk a little bit about mili um, foreign policy. Um, you've talked a lot on your web page. In fact, if anyone wants to get to know Kim better, her website is www.kimforutah.com, 
And it's a, it's a wealth of information if you want to get to know her really well. But I want you to touch on um, the, the foreign policy and China. You know, give us your thoughts there, because that's a big issue right now. Um, you know, our education system, some of our popular culture has really pushed us to value globalism in, in a way that it, it actually shames nationalism. And, you know, if you really value this country and all it stands for, we are the freest, freest country on the planet. And and we are still that shiny city upon the hill. We still are that beacon of hope for the world. And I have people like even most uh, recently, um, a couple of brand new citizens and, and some who have been citizens for a little while that tell me, you know, America... It, we can't lose it here. We're the last hope for so many people. So we find ourselves in a position that we have let some countries have an equal seat at a table uh, when they are when they are conducting just horrific human rights abuses. Uh, they don't even put their own people first, much less uh, the people of the world and America. So one thing I, I, I do appreciate about President Trump is he's called out China. He's been sounding that alarm for a long time. Uh, for about a year, I've been screaming about, hey, is anybody watching the fact that China controls all the world's medication? Because that seems like that's a bad situation. And people didn't care so much. Uh, great book out there, China Rx, uh, if you want to read uh, about this more in depth, how China really took over the world's pharmaceutical manufacturing. Um, until COVID happened, and now now, not only Americans, but the whole world has woken up to, to uh, how China really has, um, what kind of neighbor they've been. And we're only now starting to talk about uh, very openly some of their human rights abuses um, and uh, just horrific human rights abuses. So uh, I, I think as a congressperson, one thing I want to start with is, is let's be less dependent on countries that do not have our best interests at heart. I love uh, that President Trump took that America first, put America first agenda in place. Um, and he's done that to a better degree than I think any other president's done. Uh, done more to protect our civil liberties, more to protect our religious freedoms, just through his uh, his remaking of the courts, his appointments to the Supreme Court. He's done more to protect my First Amendment rights, I think, maybe than any other president. But uh, when it comes to foreign policy, uh, we need to recognize uh, that we live by a different set of principles. We have uh, we recognize a different uh, set of, of freedoms and we need to protect them. Other people in the world don't have our interests in in mind. And so uh, so we need to push back on a lot of that. And I'm a free market person. We can do this through free market principles uh, where, uh, you know, America has the greatest ingenuity, innovation. We can bring that that pharmaceutical manufacturing back to our shores uh, generally through better tax and regulatory frameworks, uh, our patent laws for drugs. There are all kinds of free market ways. We can be not dependent on China for our drugs, and then they unleashed a, a disease on the world that's killed 110,000 Americans. Uh, let's let's uh, be far more independent as, as a nation. Excellent. You know, with um, my own heritage coming from China, my family came over at the 
in between the 1800s and early 1900s. And the, uh, you know, the value of the individual in China has been lost for a long time. I, I think family ties went really tight. But then when Mao came into power, China really took another turn and, and lost all of that ancestry appreciation anyway. So I appreciate you bringing that up and I appreciate you bringing up um, President Trump. So we are just coming up on another break. I hope you'll stay with us. This is the Liberty Mom Show and we have Representative Kim Coleman with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Liberty Moms show on the Loving Liberty Network. We are actually the original secretaries of defense. We are defenders of the home front. I am Pamela Smith and I'm here with Representative Kim Coleman, who is currently running for Congress in the Utah District 4. And we have had a great conversation. Kim, thank you so much again for coming and taking the time for our listeners to get to know you better. Um, I would like to, I, I think it's time, we, we just finished up talking about China, and, and I'd like to go back to the economy and the regulation and jobs that you have, that you have um, spoken about. The, um, I love your quote on your website that says, the chief business of the American people is business. And I would like you to kind of address now. Now, President Trump has brought back business, taken it out of China, because really, I think one of Trump's biggest faults that those who are against him find against him is that he's truly he believes in the American way. And that is not a popular position to take these days because of what you mentioned earlier about um, people being globalists and globally minded. So can you talk about economies and what you think about regulation that is rampant here in America for sure? Okay, I can, uh, maybe by way of example, I, I mentioned before I am a free market person. Uh, the private sector just does it better. And, and, and the private sector really is where uh, Americans unleash that that ingenuity, that creativity, and um, and and so really we lead and always let, have led in so many ways when it comes to business. So, uh, but uh, you know, government doesn't create jobs, but it sure can destroy them. And so we have to be hyper vigilant on on regulations. Uh, as a state lawmaker, I looked at a couple different industries, a couple different market sectors that really were very heavily regulated. Uh, one was uh, the fact that, and this is in every state in our nation, that a an auto manufacturer cannot sell their cars to their, the consumer. It has to go through third, third party dealerships. So I ran legislation to make sure that that some manufacturers can sell directly. Uh, Tesla's the one that comes to mind, but in Utah we actually had two Utah-based manufacturers that uh, that were that had to sell their cars in another state. And uh, so just crazy. Uh, things like raw milk, there are people who would like to um, 
consume raw milk, their health uh, issues, their concerns that they um, that they ad- address through having raw milk and raw milk products. But those have been illegal. A lot of states, Hawaii, it's still completely illegal to sell and buy raw milk. And, you know, these should be consumer choices. And now I, I am a, I am a supporter of, of some consumer awareness. I should know what's in the bottle of something that I'm putting into my body. Uh, but I should have the choice then to, to purchase that product. Um, occupational licensing. This is uh, Utah's a very bad state for uh, occupational licensing. We're improving, but Utah's one of the harder states to earn a living. A lot of uh, licensing uh, hoops to jump through, lots of coursework, fees to pay. So uh, I've worked with uh, other legislators to kind of uh, roll some of those legisla- those regulations back. Uh, one of my favorites is food trucks. That uh, food trucks are really popular here. They are uh, across the country. And uh, they were being so heavily regulated. And at every level, they would get hit by the city, hit by the county, then hit by the state. And so we, uh, I, I worked with uh, the primary sponsor of the bill. I was the floor sponsor where uh, we made this much more streamlined. It was putting all these businesses out of out of business. So, um, you know, something as simple as being able to buy raw milk products, buy a Tesla, which I can't afford, but um, if you want to, you should be able to buy that car from the from the manufacturer. Uh, this is how the market works, and um, when government gets in the way. Uh, it, it just impedes. And I think what's as bad uh, with the government sometimes uh, impeding new business is protecting existing businesses and creating these regulatory frameworks that pick winners and losers and help. Uh, you know, the auto industry is one of those examples that, you know, our auto industry, our dealerships have grown really, really big and powerful and, and empires uh, because we've we've created uh, regulations to remove their competition. So that results in about a $3,500 extra cost every time you buy a car. Um, so big proponent of, of that competition, free markets, less regulation. I've done it. And there's lots to do back, uh, back in Congress. Uh, more so, I think, on the uh, executive branch side. I think uh, it is the administrative agency muck really in imposing regulations in our lives and our personal lives on our businesses and um and congress needs to pull some reins in on those things right now we have a unique opportunity with a president who not only wants to do that but has done that and wants to continue to do it he needs the support of house of representatives to to continue to roll back that administrative state and the fact that i just done it here. You know, I'm ready to hit the ground running. I know what it looks like. I know what that monster looks like. You know, it's so interesting because um, my son went to law school and he learned that Utah is one of the most regulated states in the nation. And it was so surprising because I think most Utahns believe we are a conservative state, not regulated, but, but his professor was clear to say, I think when he went to law school, there were we were in the top five, and I think we have jumped to the top three in the nation. I, I That's very um, surprising to me, and I think um, it moves us into another uh, topic of where there is an uneducated citizenry. That's when government has 
really free reign. Would you say that I'm oh. kind of, you know, <laughs> so you started, you started, um, a private school or it, a charter, charter school, a charter, charter school. And, um, I know that your husband was on the state school board and, you know, education has been really a passion of mine, um, education. And also when it comes to parental rights, it's, it's the right of the parent to have the, the, um, the say in their child's education. So maybe we can, I, I wanted to wrap up, but I really feel like education, educating the citizenry is key. I would like just to have your thoughts. You know, it's really everything. Uh, it needs to start in the home. And, uh, but if the next generation raises the following generation without that education, you know, we, we've really got problems. And uh, I, I recently spoke to a classroom where I, the, some of the questions they asked, I thought, we are really far <laughs> from where we need to be. And, uh, you know, just very fundamentally, know your rights. The fact that we have students on campuses trying to resist free speech protections, I, I feel like they don't know what they're asking for uh, in, in a lot of cases. You really don't want your speech uh, suppressed. You really don't want the government deciding uh, what can be said, what can be expressed, what points of view are okay, and what points of view are uh, too offensive or too whatever to be to be heard. So I'm very, very concerned that we are losing our underpinnings to um, to the, just the understanding of our constitutional rights, um, the understanding of our freedoms. And, and if you don't even know you have them, how do you work to protect them? How do you know to protect them? And, and so, you know, I think people need to study the Constitution. They need to study our founding so they understand what they have here. And help work to protect that. And uh, I don't know how much time we have. I have a great anecdote. We have a minute, 90 seconds. I spoke to a group of people they had. I didn't know who they were, white sashes, white dresses, these ladies, and they were a UN pageant. And I was invited to talk to them about my free speech work on college campuses. And when I looked up and I saw Miss Pakistan had tears coming down her eyes. And she said, please, Representative Coleman, keep fighting because so much of the rest of the world wants what you have. Please don't give it up. So much of us are still striving to get it. We need to remember that. And the next generation always needs to know. Exactly. You know, I think there's been a little bit of lax in my generation. I can say that I have noticed people just assume that we were free, but we have clearly got to know our rights and be careful not to consent our rights away. So I think that's what you are, are getting to that, you know, we, we know we have rights somewhere, but we don't know exactly how to exercise them. And we don't know how to not consent them away to a government entity. So we're going to continue this conversation um, in our, into our last segment with representative Kim Coleman, please stay with us.
the Liberty Mom Show. I am Pamela Smith here with Representative Kim Coleman, who is running for Utah District 4 Congress seat. And um, we've had some great insights given by by Representative Coleman. And as we are wrapping up, um, how, how do you envision that our liberties can be retained um, in by the people? It has to start with the people, right? I mean, you are one person, but you're representing a group. So, so give us your insights. You know, um, so I know on, on your, in your group, you like to talk about the principles. Uh, sometimes we have labels that um, they're, they're really not as, as, clean as, as, as maybe they should be. But when, uh, sometimes we just give the labels of left and right and Republican and Democrat. And so I don't want to do that so much, but there really are two, two competing ideologies out there that, that I'm constantly up against. And the tactics are, uh, very evident. It's not, uh, shrouded anymore. It's not stealth. It's out there. And, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned fear that frequently people are responding in fear, but I've one thing I've learned is a very, very powerful tactic to shut people up. And that is shame. And, and I, I've really just kind of come to maybe even articulate that just recently that people are very motivated by shame. They yeah. don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be called names. They don't want to be called any ist. They don't want to be called racist, sexist, you know, um, they, they're afraid of not being woke. Um, and, and so the one thing I think I've seen that really does kind of work from the other side who really are not protectors of freedom is to shame us who are. And, and so uh, an unfortunate thing about this is it's working and too many people really just don't want to engage. They just want to kind of stay in their, you know, stay out of it. And we've got to keep the dialogue open. That's why my free speech work is so important. We need to feel free to talk. But um, I, I think what helps is groups like yours, where where we know we have numbers and and we know that's a tactic and we can talk about it and and not be ashamed and and fight for liberty. Because the battle is real. I mean, it is real. I'm running for Congress and and not to just give a campaign slogan here, but honestly, it's all on the line. We have a fight. And if you want me to go to Congress to work and, and compromise with the other side, too far. We have given up our liberties. We have we have slouched more and more uh, toward surrendering some of our freedoms. And uh, I'm not that candidate. So I, you know, I plan to go fight and hold the ground on our freedoms and use whatever pulpit I'm given to help inform, to help educate, uh, hopefully inspire and motivate to act. And some of that action is maybe just talking, maybe even just talking with your neighbors, feeling free to talk about the principles of freedom and uh, no matter how much anybody out there is going to mock us and shame us, um, we gotta we gotta open our mouths. And you and know, I, you gotta get a thick skin, don't you? 
sometimes it's <laughs> the truth, you know, in throughout history, truth is sometimes it's the it's not the path of least resistance. And so when you're going to speak a truth, you got to climb up a little bit. You got to raise and elevate and work towards something. It takes self-discipline. It takes um, sacrifice. And I think in a world where everything has come so easy, that is why it's, it's almost people are sometimes uh, embarrassed that you would actually do that. And so I love that you have the courage to stand up. I think all the greats that we remember throughout history are the ones that were not afraid. When it wasn't popular, they stuck to their task. When they saw that, you know, their liberty was at stake and it could cost them their lives, they said, okay, give me liberty or give me death. I love, those are the people that bring tears to my eyes. You know, that's, my mom is full Chinese. And when she speaks and she wears red white and blue during christmas time i mean my mom is a patriotic woman and i love that because it instilled in me something that made me want to dig deeper so i love that you are here and you are sending that message because it is the time is now there is not another time we can't wait another generation it is now so i love what you're saying and let's have each other's back too. So, I mean, that's important. Say that, that again. Let's have each other's back. Yes. <laughs> you know, our, we have strength in numbers. We know that principle. And let's not be shamed into closing our mouths. Well, and, and it is, I think you hit the nail on the head, the shame, because there is a silent majority. Um, but the the more silent we become the less of a majority because pretty soon you start letting these false ideas infiltrate the true pure principles. So to, to speak really, or to not speak really is to speak as Bonhoeffer said. And so I, I applaud, you know, if anyone has not gone to, on to Kim's website, you really need to do it. You can get a really good view of who she is and what she stands for. It's at Kim for Utah, F-O-R-K-I-M-F-O-R-U-T-A-H.com. And you can get to know Kim Coleman. She really needs to be the next representative or the next Congress member in Utah District 4. So I hope that you will take the time to not just vote for her pretty face because she's a beautiful person, but I hope you will really take the time to get to know the beauty that is within that is really, she has time tested principles that she stands behind and isn't afraid to speak up for. So I, I love that. Is there anything else that you can just leave us with that can give us hope? Because I think there's a lot of discouragement right now. Uh, you know what? I have so much hope and because this is America and uh, we always uh, there's always better days. Uh, that's what we do is is we go through hard times and we always emerge a better people, a better America. Uh, but, you know, uh, if we hold on to those principles, that's what ensures those better days. If we uh, if we lose them, we lose these rights, we lose these freedoms, uh, then we're going to get less optimistic. But we are a free country still, 
And, and as long as we have that, we are always going to see better days. Um, still the greatest country to live in, still an amazing, an amazing uh, nation. And we'll, we'll see better days. Yeah. You know what it's done for a lot? These last six months have done, at least for, I think, a lot of mothers and fathers and parents. It, it has brought us to our knees. In humility. And I think when I am humble, I am so much more teachable and so much more willing to stand behind a cause greater than myself. And when when you're speaking, it makes me think of the the scripture, Second Chronicles 714, that says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And I, I really love that our president has called upon Americans to pray. I, I hope that it wasn't just a one day, <laughs> you know, I think, I think that we need to do that every day. We see that we are living in, in really uh, troubled times, but also hopeful times. Always. If we can, yeah. If we can change directions, sometimes the change of the direction is is painful, but it's needful. So, again, give us your website and um, okay, and uh, yeah, your last words. We only have a minute left. Okay. I'm at kimforutah.com. You can find me on social media as well, kimforutah.com. And uh, let's have these conversations. And you know that I think that's the best part about. Um, you know, running, running for office is having these conversations, but a lot at stake here. So please pay attention. Please talk to your neighbors. We need to, we need to put the right people in, uh, in our offices all the way down to, you know, your state legislatures, your counties, they all impact your rights and your freedoms. So it's very important to be involved. And so kudos to you also, because you're listening to this. It means you already are. So a little bit preaching to the choir, maybe, but yeah, reach out to your neighbors and spread the good word of America and freedom. All right. Well, Kim, thank you for having, for taking the time to stand and share a little bit about yourself. We are the Liberty Moms. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week. 